We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Roadwire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is Friday, February 2nd, 2018. DJ Trainer here, joined by Shannon McEwen and Ken K Train Kreitz. All aboard. This podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. Feel free to leave a nice review on one of those venues you know you we'd love to have it. You can also find this podcast and all of our Rotowire podcasts directly on rotowire.com itself. Ken, it sounds like you made it back home to Vermont. We were a little concerned last week when you weren't available for the pod, and we knew that you were uh, hitchhiking your way back from L.A. to <laughs> Vermont. You've made it. It took two weeks. It took, it, yes, thank you. Thank you. But I, I didn't make it all intact, as we'll, we'll hear when we get to the rant. But, uh, gentlemen, should we start with the news? Well, let's go over overview real quick. So we're going to go over the news like we usually do. Our broad topic of the day is trade deadline free agent targets. So we've got some injuries. We've had some trades that we've had. Oops, as my mic goes out, we've had some injuries, had some trades that have go, gone out. Um, so the waiver wire is a little more busy than it has been really at any point before uh, right now. So that's something we definitely want to hit on. Then we'll finish up with some Friday DraftKings picks. But as you said, Ken, go ahead and get us started with some breaking news or you know, relatively breaking news on this Friday morning. Let's go to the news, yes, and much of it will uh, be a nice lead-in for our broad topic. But number one, for our good friend Shannon, we definitely should lead with Blake Griffin, who gets his first start in Detroit. Beautiful game, 24 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 blocks, no turnovers in the home win over Memphis. Shannon, give us some thoughts on Blake Griffin in, in the Motor City. 
It was a good game. I, I mean, it's it's Memphis at home, so Detroit should win it yeah. even if they don't have Blake Griffin. Um, but but it was a good game. Blake looked really good. He was he was fully integrated into the offense. I mean, they they ran the offense through him the entire game. Uh, the plus minus when he was on the court was absurd. Uh, the team was much worse off when when he went to the bench. Um, but he looked great. Again, they, it was impressive how quickly they integrated him. I can't imagine they had more than. I mean, one pra- probably one short practice together, or not even a full practice, right. probably just like a run through. Um, but they they easily integrated him. He ran the offense through him, and he looked fantastic. Um, so I'm highly encouraged as a Pistons fan, as a Blake Griffin owner in fantasy. I see no concerns. I, I think it's going to be exactly what you, you would have expected from in LA, but now in a Pistons uniform, uh, maybe even a slight increase because the, you know, maybe there's more, more motivation on this team and, and he picks it up a notch. Yeah. I think I'll tease our, our main segment, Ken, but there's only one kind of adverse effect on the players left in, in Detroit. And that's with Andre Drummond. Didn't quite see it much last night. I'm going to save it for actual broad section before I actually talk about it. But overall, yeah, I think you got a lot to be happy about. Uh, Shannon that you've got a superstar butts in seats as we've talked about and debated all week I think if nothing else more people will you know be inclined to uh, you know stay up late on a school night and head downtown Detroit and and catch a Pistons game led by Blake Griffin they uh, on on basketballreference.com they have a nifty little game score feature which kind of rates how well the player performed for for that specific game and Blake Griffin had a 23.9 last night, which is like one of his eight or sorry, about one of his five best games of the season. Hmm. Um, so he was just really effective, uh, went to the line a lot. Uh, so he, he was looking, he just looked really good. I mean, that, that's all. That's I feel like, takeaway. I feel like the, I feel like the five assists, I know he was averaging five as something assists with the Clippers, but five assists with a whole new set of teammates, you know, can't imagine he knows much of the set plays yet. Pretty nice. He did pretty a, nice. He did a really good job setting up Andre um, pretty much all night. And actually, Andre played horrible. Specifically in the in the first half, he was horrible. Third quarter, he ran into foul trouble and had to hit the bench early. Uh, but Andre really picked it up in the fourth quarter and had, had a big finish to the game. Uh, but Blake was feeding him in the post, um, trying to toss him some lobs. They connected on a couple of those. Um, it was it was very encouraging to see their chemistry. Well, Blake Griffin is one of the best big man ball handlers ever, perhaps, and also one of the better big man assist players, you know, maybe even ever. And I think more importantly, Ken, is that DeAndre Jordan and Andre Drummond are like the same type of player. So if nothing else, he was just treating him like he would DeAndre Jordan, uh, a limited guy who really needs to be within two feet of the basket to score. Though Drummond's a better finisher. I mean, but Drummond's going to, I'd say he, he, he clearly Jordan, much better defensive player, but drummer Drummond's got a way more moves I, around those actually, two feats in the past. I'm going to give, I'm going to give Jordan a better finisher at the rim, ooh, ooh, um, ooh. but Drummond the is two inch range. Yeah. But the overall <laughs> offensive talent and skill set, Drummond certainly has the edge. So, so more of those, you know, five to eight footers that Drummond would be able to finish that Jordan would not, um, or, you know, maybe even some of the craftier layups that Drummond is able to make Um, there. I think there's going to be improvement there. Well, let's end with this thought though. I would dare our pod listeners to name any of the Grizzly starters outside of Marcus all. (laughs) <laughs> though our pod listeners are pretty good we're all looking at the box score now so it's not fair test for us but uh yes well very interesting to see how blake does though moving forward and certainly memphis was a nice team to start off against 
some concern in Milwaukee last night, gentlemen. Giannis hurts his ankle, might miss tonight's second of a back-to-back versus the Knicks. DJ, did you, how bad did that look, the Giannis injury? Uh, I mean... It, it looked bad because he wasn't able to put any weight on it, and it's also pretty ominous when it happens in the fourth quarter because the team can pretty much say whatever they want um, as opposed to when it happens earlier in the game, they get ruled out for the rest of the game like automatically, and then you know, oh, there might be something severe going on here. So I'm going to reserve judgment, Ken, until I see you know the results of the MRI and we get a timeline on him. I'm not terribly worried. Um, because again, this Bucks team, you know, their slogan for the last few years has been own the future. The future is now. If there ever was a team incentivized to run out their best players, even when they're 75, 80%, I think it's this Bucks team. Um, and we have Jabari Parker making his debut tonight, Friday. So I think if Giannis is even 75%, they're going to run him out there um, because they've been kind of like promoting this Jabari is back, the team is back, let's go out there and nab a playoff spot. So, um, you know, given that, I'm not too concerned. Um, but you know, the concerning part is that he wasn't able to put any weight on it. You know, that that's happened to I'm sure all of us, right? You, you sprain your ankle, and then in a week you're good to go. But like in that moment, in the heat of the moment, like you really have a lot of shock in that ankle, and you're not you know able to put weight on it. So I don't know, Ken. We we just got to wait for the MRIs. That seems like kind of always what yeah. you have to do. Yeah, I, the good. Well, news the is, other. Oh, go ahead. The good news is we're going to know more after Friday's shoot around. Um, I actually would not be encouraged. I'm not encouraged by his, his status for Friday's game. Uh, just because the fact, like you mentioned, Ken, it's the second second of a back-to-back set. Uh, you know, he, he got injured late in last night's game. They're playing the, the Knicks, who, who aren't the greatest team in the world. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up sitting Giannis and just, uh, you know, err on the side of caution. Well, the Bucks injury that did look bad or worse, uh, Malcolm Brogdon, uh, looked like I bet it pulled up lame after an attempted layup. After the game, he said he heard something pop. He left the game on crutches and some sort of cast on his left leg. They're pointing to his quad. We'll also know more about Brogdon today, but he seems uh, a little more definite for not playing a bit of time. Be shocked if he plays tonight. Guys, you haven't heard any more news on Brogdon. So he did. He he left the locker room on crutches last night with a cast on his left leg. Um, so that's pretty rough, right? I think the official <laughs> right. injury that they're saying right now, again, this usually changes after they undergo an MRI, um, but he strained his left quad tendon. I think it actually might be better if he were to just strain his left quad. Straining your left quad tendon almost makes it sound like there there could be some type of a tear, minor minor tear. Um, the something pop is always a concern. Yeah, something pop. You never want that. to hear. I, we need to defer to Rotowire's Jeff Stotts before I talk about you know what what tears and strains <laughs> and sprains mean and all that good stuff. But um, you know if I'm ranking the two, Giannis and Brogdon's injury, I'm way more concerned about Brogdon's injury than I am one of Giannis's. Definitely, definitely. And for Friday night slate, I mean, Eric Bledsoe missed Thursday's game. Um, he's got an ankle injury himself. Uh, so you have to keep an eye on, on Bledsoe's status, Giannis, and Brogdon, because the Bucks could be extremely shorthanded. You could see Middleton, you know, post. He had a crazy triple-double uh, last week when Giannis was out. So you could see him carrying a, a heavy load like that. And even a guy like Della Vadova uh, could could earn a start and play a lot of minutes and be a decent DFS option. All right. Well, be very wary of Ante Tecampo tonight in DFS. Uh, wait for the pregame news. Uh, 
Nikolai Jokic with a huge triple-double last night with a win over DJ's Thunder. Sorry, DJ. 29 points, 13 boards, 14 assists, one block, one steal, only one turnover. Guys, uh, maybe we'll get to this more in the broad topic, but a lot of rumors out there. Is Denver going to pull off a trade, you think? Darren Collison, Tyreek Evans, those names keep coming up, and Paul Millsap does return in three weeks. Yeah, I think um, they're having trouble not having a true ball handler. Now I know Jokic can handle the ball, and I know Barton can handle the ball, but earlier this week, Shannon, on, on Monday actually, uh, Barton was bringing the ball up the court in a situation where they, you know, they had one last possession. If they score, they win. If they don't, they lose. Barton missed a wide open player underneath the hoop, and that caused Nuggets Twitter to lose their mind, saying, you know, if we had a real ball handler, he would have been found. We would have won the game. All of that. So all of this not having a true ball handler, a point guard ball handler, is kind of coming to a head in Denver. And I know that we think that Jokic and, and Barton can handle it, and they have been doing a solid job. Um, but that that Monday game might have been the straw to break the camel's back for them to feel like they need to go out there and get a true one. With with Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, and Barton on this roster, I don't see how a player like Collison is going to put this team over the edge. Even you know Tyreek Evans, same thing. I mean, the added depth would be good, but I honestly I don't think they need it. I think they need uh, something at small forward position. Um, but we'll see. I one thing I want to say about this: they don't have a ball handler. They don't have good enough guards. You folks aren't watching Jamal Murray evolve. Over the past 30 days, he's been lights out. Uh, he's hitting two and a half three-pointers, scoring almost 19 points per game. He's not the best playmaker, uh, but he's got great handles. I mean, you could, you just all you have to do is watch a highlight of him breaking Stephen Adams' ankles last night. It was ridiculous. That's a low bar to pass. Ah, uh, whatever, man. Go watch this. <laughs> go watch this kid play. He's ridiculous and. Honestly, bringing in well, someone Jens, like Collison is not worth the while when you've got a team well, what like about Murray this, on the team. What about this, though? Get Collison, but bring him off the bench. I mean, two years ago, Jameer Nelson had quality stats coming off that. the bench. Yeah, they really uh, excelled when they had somebody, like, again, talking about low bars, as Jameer Nelson, and that really just set things in motion. It seems like maybe it's worth a try again. They might be trying to yeah, recreate Yeah, you, you still start Murray. You start Murray, you start Harris, and Harris, by the way, sweet game winner last night um, from three. But, uh, yeah, you have Collison off the bench getting 20, 25 minutes. Uh, help that assist total a little. Take a little pressure off the young guards. I don't know. I, I guess the, it all comes down to how cheap or expensive would Collison trade be. So I, I know Shannon might hate this, but. I you know I think bringing in Kemba Walker would be actually really really interesting. Now that means that you're going to have to get rid of a Murray or a Harris, but I I do think that maybe it it's worthwhile to get that true point guard one because you know Ken says this all the time is that right now they've got a lot of guys that can float around from one to two, but that might not actually be a good thing. Being positionless in this in this case might not be a good thing for them. Jamal Murray will be a better NBA player than Kemba Walker next season. Next no. season. Ooh. Okay, that's fine. Like, fine. That's that's a bombastic statement. I hear you, but as a shooting guard, not as a point guard. Sure. All right. You know what? I I, I, you know what? You know what? I think. I think I smell a wager here. I think a Blake Griffin T-shirt to (laughs) to Shannon. No, I. I'll go with a Celtics. I'll go with some Celtics T-shirt. I I love that you diffuse 
Shannon and, and my uh, arguments, but um, I I want nothing to do with me being on no, the in. Kemba Walker side of any bet, honestly, because I just <laughs> there's no, I do not want to be rooting for them. I do not want to be watching Hornets games. They're so boring. No, no, you're, yeah, we know we know your aversion to wagers. I think you're gonna owe me a milkshake at the end of the year. That's your big <laughs> your big wager. Um, no, this is just Shannon and I. I'll take Kemba. You take. I actually like Jamal Murray, I, 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 but I don't think he's gonna pass Kemba. Are we going to go Blake Griffin T-shirt slash Celtic T-shirt? Whatever you guys next wanna, year, you guys whatever you want. I'll pay your mortgage if Jamal Murray is not the best player in the NBA <laughs> next season. Wow. Okay. I don't have the stomach for that high a wager. I'm going to keep this at the T-shirt level, but we'll put it on the board next right. year. Well, this will really test our calendar skills. Next year, Kemba Walker versus Murray. Who has the better fantasy ranking? DJ will be the judge, as always. We'll, T- cheap DJ will be the judge. We'll forget about this bet by next week. <laughs> I'm documenting. As soon as we hang up, I'm documenting it. All right, gentlemen. Uh, other news out of Cleveland, which we'll get to more in the broad topic, but Kevin Love, you know, he's going to miss surgery, but he's still out eight weeks. So is this really news? You know, uh, for guys like me who have him on multiple fantasy teams, I'm just angry either way. Uh, but anyway, he's out six, eight weeks. That's almost worst case scenario. And we'll discuss it more on a broad yeah. topic. Ken, I want I want okay. I, oh. I have a question that I need to ask you about Kevin Love, because we own in our NFBKC yeah. team, we own both Kevin Love and John Wall. And I, I was looking at some free agents last night. I put in <laughs> a few bids without without uh, consulting with you, because, you know, that's how I do. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm. I don't know what we should do with Kevin Love and John Wall. Because I feel like if they're both out eight weeks, if we're saying that they're not going to return until the 1st of April, don't we just yeah. drop them? Well, yeah, I did the math this morning. Um, we don't we don't say who writes those player notes, but I was the one who wrote that Kevin Love note, looked at the calendar, and if eight weeks goes according to plan, you still only have two weeks of regular season left. With the way injuries linger, I think that we are definitely in a droppable period for somebody like Kevin Love. And assuming that John Walls is is eight weeks as well, again, that's two weeks left of the regular season, which means if you're in head-to-head leagues, um, you know, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to need that extra roster spot to make it through the playoffs, much less the championships. Rotisserie leagues, maybe if you have a spot to keep them at the end of your bench, I think you can. Um, but I don't. Two weeks is not a lot of time. I mean, we're talking four games, yeah. four or five games, we cut maybe. Love. I think we definitely cut love. We cut love, um, and I think we hold on the wall until there's another free agent we're excited about. You know, we're, we're kind of doomed in that league. Jabari Parker maybe helps us a, a smidge, but support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. <laughs> I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When you're looking for a credit card, get one that wins awards. The U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card is NerdWallet's 2021 Best of Awards winner for Best 0% Intro APR and Balance Transfer Credit Card. It provides a great way to pay for large purchases over time, as well as consolidating other card balances. And speaking of award winners, the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card is NerdWallet's 2021 Best Credit Card for Dining Out or Ordering In. Earn four times points on takeout, food delivery, and dining. Get two times points at gas stations, grocery stores, and on streaming. 
If you're into cashback or travel rewards, U.S. Bank has credit cards that feature those benefits too. Check out their full suite of credit cards at usbank.com slash credit card. The creditor and issuer of these cards is U.S. Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from VCUSA, Inc., and the cards are available to United States residents only. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. All right, fellas, let's get into our broad topic of the day, trade deadline free agent targets. Now, I'm just going to list a team, and then we're going to talk about their situation and kind of delve into um, maybe what the smart move would be when you're looking over the waiver wire. So, like we've been teasing this whole podcast, let's start out with the Cavaliers. As a reminder, no Kevin Love for pretty much the rest of the season, and as we just said, you know, if the eight-week timetable goes according to plan, maybe two weeks, which would be four games, and keep in mind those four games that he comes back in, he'll probably be limited because they're going to ease him back into action. So given all of that, Shannon, um, I think there's three candidates here for more playing time, but because there's three candidates and one doesn't seem any better than the other, is there one in particular that you're going to lean to and maybe put a free agent bid on? There is, and I actually think it's the one guy you left off. I think it's Jay Crowder. Interesting. So the three I, I listed on our notes, of course, and I haven't said them yet, Jeff Green, Tristan Thompson, Channing Fry, and sure, uh, Jay Crowder is the fourth. Yeah, I mean, Jay Crowder was the one. He, he moved in, back into the starting lineup, played 27 minutes uh, against Miami earlier this week, had a three, 11.7 rebounds, an assist and a steal. I, I mean, he's really struggled with, with the Cavs this year. Nowhere near the player he was with Boston last season. But he's the one, to me, when I look at those options, he has the highest fantasy upside, and if he's the one who's starting, then that's the guy I would pick up. He's, I mean, I'm with, I, I, I totally agree with your frustration. Like, it should be Jay Crowder. He was a joy to watch with the Celtics the last few years. He can catch and shoot the three. Uh, he should be getting uh, better steal numbers, better block numbers. And I just don't understand why he's not playing better with that lineup. But he's, you know, Shannon Fry is, what, 110 years old? Crowder's the guy with the upside. Um, I think he's, is he playing for a contract as well? Like he, no, he's not. I'm sorry. He's uh, he's locked in there for a couple of years. But it should be Crowder. But, and yet, I feel like none of those guys are going to blossom. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a very frustrating experience for fantasy owners and DFS players trying to zero in on any of those. And I think the correct answer here is it might be a stay away, especially if we're going to provide some better options um, here with some of the other teams we're going to talk about. So let's jump into the Pistons. Uh, well, let me throw one more thing about the Cavs. Yeah. I'm begging all of our listeners, do not pick up Jeff Green when he has that one good game. Yeah, he yeah, is I the agree. classic guy that has one good game. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, he he's one of those guys where it's like not a fantasy season until you've picked up and then dropped Jeff Green. I I mean, one other approach too is to just take it categorically. So if there's a certain category you you really need help in, if it's rebounds, rebounds. then it's then it's Tristan Thompson yes. that you're picking up. You know, regardless of how horrible of a scorer he is or the fact that he doesn't block enough shots, he's going to get you rebounds. And if it's steals and threes, Crowder will get you a good mix of that. So, you know, Green, like Ken mentioned, Green's going to have the occasional game where he goes off, but those are going to be few and far between. And Channing Fry is basically only three-pointers. So, you know, rebounds, Thompson, uh, anything else, I would say Crowder. Yeah, good breakdown there, Shannon. So let's talk about the Pistons now. Blake Griffin is is now in town. I think it's funny that there were actually two other players in the deal. They were at the press conference holding up their jerseys next to Blake Griffin. But really, it's just like, get out of the way. Get out of the way. And right. I was joking in the no one has a question for Reed, for Mr. Reed. Right. No one has a question for Mr. Reed. I was joking that all the beat writers were were tweeting out pictures of all of the T-shirts draped over 
the seats at the you know Little Caesars Arena, and they say, "Welcome to Detroit" or something like that. Blake Griffin. And I was like, "Did they put the other two guys' names on the back of the T-shirt?" Or it's just kind of an <laughs> odd situation, right? I, I want the Willie Reed T-shirt. <laughs> he put. He it's a tank top. I, it's a tank I, top. I want it so bad. It's a bobblehead. It's a bobblehead. Yeah, he, he played. He played five minutes last night and racked up three fouls. It was. It was beautiful. <laughs> so now that he's, I would one assist. What is this? Goose eggs all across the board, but what is this about? Which probably just bounced off his hands to someone else. Right. Um, so now that he's in town, now keeping in mind, uh, you had Avery Bradley and uh, Tobias Harris leave town. So Blake is pretty much going to slot into that Tobias role. Um, I think it has an adverse effect, as I teased at the top of the podcast, with Andre Drummond's assist total. Now, he had been having you know, arguably his best season ever um, in terms of dishing out the basketball, um, and I think that's just going to go down now because, like I mentioned before, too, you know, Griffin is one of the best uh, big man assisters ever in the league and one of the best more competent ball handlers drummond was averaging four assists i'll be interested to see how many he can have you know playing alongside blake griffin now the real you know free agent fodder if you will seems to be coming with the absence of avery bradley so shannon this is your Mm -hmm. team you've you've been toting these guys forever um who gets extra playing time now that avery bradley is the one out of the picture yeah i mean it's a mixture it's it's not minutes dj it's not the minutes it's who's actually going to hit the shots shannon that's a good oh, point and, and and from the last three games i think we know who those two two players are it but it's not just avery bradley's absence i want to make you decide between these two but go ahead it's go also ahead. tobias harris's absence because tobias while he was starting yeah. at the four did log minutes at the three as well so you've essentially opened up a void at the two and the three um we've got ishmith is, is a temporary starter at point guard so he'll move to the bench once reggie jackson returns but I think Reggie Bullock and Stanley mm-hmm. Johnson stay in the starting mm-hmm. lineup for the rest of the season. They're going to be the starting two and three for the rest of the season for the Pistons. Oh, they're both seen 30-plus minutes per game over the past past few games, uh, and they're both performing well. Reggie Bullock's been knocking down threes. He's been lights out from downtown. And Stanley Johnson, as, as stressful as it was to own him if you drafted him at the beginning of the season <laughs> – he it seems like he has turned a corner this you know maybe it's just a hot shooting streak but I'm willing to take the chance on him because he's had three, uh, but I want I want to nail, uh, nail you down which one I spent the last 24 hours in one league trying to decide between Bullock or Johnson I'm going and I fl- I'm going. Johnson. I keep flip flopping. I'm going Johnson because there's more upside. Is there? Is there? Is there, is really? there the the floor is lower as well, but the ceiling is yeah. much much higher. Yeah, I would say even though Bullock's shooting 51. percent yeah, Bullock, 51%. For a shooting guard eligible player in a lot of leagues, he he's having a very very efficient year from the field. Um I think if, you know, if if you're more conservative, maybe you go with Bullock and if if you want to take a chance or your team uh can afford you that chance given where you are in the standings, maybe go with Johnson, maybe grab both and and, and feel it out. The answer the the wrong answer for sure is Luke Kennard. Like, you know, he's just he's just not <laughs> quite in the rotation like maybe we thought he could be after this trade. Oh, he's He's still gonna get. He's still gonna get fifteen to twenty minutes a game, and and Stan wants to give him more more minutes. No. Stan, I say Stan. We're on a first name basis. You know, SVP <laughs> wants to give him more minutes. I don't think so. No, he does. He's already. He there's quotes that he's said that so, publicly. So Stan, our buddy Stan, 
when he won last he gets night, in a rut with night. his rotation he 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 calls it a groove right he calls it a groove where he loves running at the same guys but i i call it a rut and and i think you're right that bullock and johnson are not only going to stay in the starting lineup but they're going to see you know 34 minutes a game moving forward you look at the box score it was last night the top three starters played 35, 35, 36, and then Drummond played 28, Ishmith 29. Other than that, the bench guys just saw no minutes at all, and yeah. I think that's how it's going to be for the majority of the season. So if anything else, I'm backing up your argument that, that Bullock and Johnson are solid waiver-wire targets Absolutely. this week. Yeah. And, and the decision between the two is, you know, like, like it was with the Cavs, it's going to be based on what categories you need. If, it, if you need just purely three-pointers, Bullock's a better pickup. But all-around production, Stanley Johnson is the one with upside. Um, like I said, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of risk there. His field goal percentage probably is going to be great, uh, but he he's been good. He's been really good the past three games, averaging about about nine or eighteen points per game over that stretch. So I, I like him. I like him as an upside sure. pick. All right, let's. But move. Stanley, you should be warned though. Stanley Johnson, in two and a half years, career thirty-six percent shooter. Yep. Yes. Yes. And, and you're you're getting the antithesis antithesis of that in Reggie Bullock, who's I think he's shooting above fifty percent from the field this year. Um, sustainable? I don't know. He's done a pretty good job so far. Let's look at the flip side of this trade and go over to Los Angeles. Um, the Clippers actually kind of spread out the wealth a little bit. They they were throwing out some garbage lineups, to be quite honest with you. Now they have Bradley and Harris on the team. I don't think that there's an obvious obvious waiver wire target here unless I'm wrong because Tobias Harris is basically going to take Blake Griffin's minutes and Avery Bradley is going to suppress some other players so correct me if I'm wrong fellas but I think Lou Williams might actually take a little bit of a hit perhaps and then I think guys like Tyrone Wallace who actually has been playing pretty well the last couple weeks because the Clippers have been devoid of players to throw out there um, Tyrone Wallace is a guy that I picked up in a lot of my leagues and he was actually kind of a plug and play for me at the bottom of my active starters um, and now I don't think that's probably going to be the case because every Bra- there's no reason to play uh, Wallace over Bradley so mostly negative Montrezl I don't think so I don't think so right no what if they deal Jordan isn't yeah. it worth the speculative pick if they deal Jordan or Gallinari gets hurt yet again and Tobias moves to the three and they have Harold the four Harold Harold will be a good option if they trade Jordan, but right now, I mean, Tobias Tobias Harris and, and Gallinari are going to be starting three and four for this team, and I think DJ's right with Tyrone Wallace, who's been really good. I mean, he's scored double digit points in five of the past, or four of the past six games. He's averaging tw- twelve points per game, but he's the guy who takes the biggest hit because he's going to go from playing thirty plus minutes to what a role half that size with yeah. Avery Bradley on if he's until. lucky. I don't can they've just been so reluctant to play Harrell. You know, even when we've had Blake Griffin out, Harrell never really jumped into a role where he was seeing 28 minutes a night. They really did try to stagger it to where he was not on the court for the majority of the game. So I'm right there with you. You know, if, if he's ever playing 30 minutes a game, he is the type of guy that is going to have fantasy relevancy. He's not like a Wesley Johnson who could be out there 60 minutes a game and still doesn't actually compile stats. Um, but I'm just I'm just too reluctant, and, and I sure as heck won't be I think spending you, more you, than a dollar You guys are being... Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I I agree. Go with the cheap flyer on Harrell, and it's more about what the Clippers will do versus what I wish they would do. Like, if you're gonna blow it up, blow it up. There's no. Why should they care about trying to get the eighth spot? You know, I know there are other injuries in the West, and it's open for them. But who cares if you get hammered in the first round of the playoffs? Trade Jordan for assets. Uh, let Harrell play. 
that's just what I think they should do. But I think you're right. They probably won't. I, w- I will say I think the Clippers situation is it's a it's a it's a hold for, for fancy owners. So if you are if you have Wallace, you might want to hold on to him. Yeah. If you have Harold, you, you probably want to hold on to him just to see how the, the trade deadline really plays out. Because if they move DeAndre Jordan, if they move Lou Williams, you know, maybe they even get lucky and find someone to take Gallinari. That's not going to happen. But you, this team could be could ship off anyone and everyone who, who's, who's of value between now and the deadline. So it's certainly worth holding some of those players because a Harrell or Wallace could see, could see quite an uptick in value uh, if the Clippers do sell off. Yeah, how funny is it that they, they literally held DeAndre Jordan hostage and telling him to come back to right. the Clippers and then not by their own choosing, but some of them, and then they're all gone and he's the only one left. And he's probably thinking, dang, I should have signed that contract to be in Dallas. Not that they're doing <laughs> except, any better. Well, I was um, say, except you look at the mess in, in Dallas, well, you right. could have Kleber playing right ne- You play next to Kleber. That would be huge. <laughs> easy. <Ken>. easy. Uh, <laughs> That's pure sarcasm. That is utter regret. sarcasm. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, let's that keep is, it moving here. Sarc- We've got about four more teams we want to get to. Not going to spend as much time as we did as the Cavs, Pistons, and Clippers. Pelicans, Miritich is coming into town. Uh, I think all of the fab money that people just spent on Darius Miller and Dante Cunningham went out the window. I'm not so sure that was a good idea in the first place, uh, but Miritich basically just stepped in and, and made all that fab money useless. Right, Shannon? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you'd have to expect Miritich should see an uptick going to New Orleans because even though he was fantastic for the Bulls, you know, ever since he returned from injury, he still wasn't get, it's not like he was playing 34 minutes a game. So I'm really I'm really interested to see him be unleashed and play alongside a talent like Anthony Davis. Um, it could it should open up even more shots for him um, on the perimeter. So one thing to take note of, if DeMarcus what? Cousins was able to attempt Six three pointers per game. Imagine how many they're going to let Miritich attempt, right? So <laughs> right, I, exactly. <laughs> so that is actually, I mean, that's really enticing for me. I think Miritich is is nowhere near the waiver wire right now. But if he is, he he needs to be gobbled up quick. He m- literally might attempt ten three pointers per game. He, it, it's possible. Did you guys see the stuff about? Did you see the stuff about Greg Monroe heading to the Pelicans? Why, why would he go there instead of Boston? That's I mean, still rumor. Or does? Yeah, it's I, I all rumored. That, all rumored most, mostly that rumor is gaining traction prior to Miritich, the Miritich trade right. becoming official. So I'd be surprised to see him go there now. Yeah. All right. I mean, frankly, at- you're the Pelicans. Outside shooting. Get some outside shooting, right? So Miritich is the guy. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Let's look at the flip side of this trade. Head over to Chicago. There is a very, very clear right <laughs> answer here, gentlemen. But I'm going to make sure we're all on yeah. the same page with Miritich out of the picture. Let's all say it together. The player to target right now is... Bobby Portis. Portis. Yeah, it's it's so obvious. I think out of everybody that we're talking about all of today, I think he is the one that you should spend the most fab money on. I don't even really think it's that close. Um, With only two and a half months left in the season, I would actually feel comfortable... Let's just assume there are no more trades before next week's trade deadline. You know, kind of using the rest of my fab money on Bobby Portis. I think he's a sure thing. He, he really is. I mean, in 20 minutes per game this season, he's averaging 12 points and six rebounds. If that increases to 26, 27, 28 minutes, his stats are going to look damn impressive. Um, he doesn't really do much on the defensive end, but he can hit threes. He's hitting just under one three-pointer per game this season. So I, I, I like Bobby Portis. He's, he's a great pickup. I am 
I'm curious to see. I'm hoping the Bulls could still move like Robbie Lopez, and that 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 would just mm-hmm. open a boatload of minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna um, say that. So we'll see how that goes. But I, I also think like Markinen now is a good time if, if you're able to trade for him. Um, he's gonna be he's gonna be unleashed. He his minutes kind of dip down to the high 20s, low 30s after Miritich returned, but he should see an increase increase in run for uh, the rest of the season as well. Yeah, I Portis just, also qualifies at center on Yahoo. Which which is big forward center. Which certainly play my old man from everyone's a center. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would say feel confident. I think I might do it in some of the leagues. I you know a lot of people got rid of Bobby Portis over the last couple of weeks when Meritich returned and Portis was only seeing you know eighteen twenty minutes per game. But Portis is still you know uh, he's still racking up stats in limited time. So I can only imagine when he's going to double his time out on the floor. We're talking twenty points per game. 14 rebounds, let's four not assists. Get, let's not come get on, crazy. Come on. All right. I, I'm going to happily blow all my fab budget on Bobby Portis, assuming <laughs> there are no other trades that happen in the next few days that open some things up for other guys. Um, he's the most enticing out of everybody we've talked so in, far. In my, grad school, in my grad school standard league, uh, 12-team league, I gutted my bench for Portis, Stanley Johnson, and Reggie Bullock the last two weeks. I got Portis a couple weeks ago. I don't think that's bad. Who did you get rid of? I don't even. I, I, I knew exactly. you were going to ask me that. It was uh, worth it I got rid of Hollis. Jeff, Hollis Jefferson was one of the guys okay. who I might regret, but he'll be out there. I think he'll stay on the. I think a realistic we'll, projection for Portis is like fifteen and eight with with one point two three pointers the rest of the way. Super. I mean, if you can get that off the wi- waiver wire, yeah, that's very absolutely. very valuable. Can, uh, yeah. Shannon, let's say that you miss out on Portis and you want to put in a sneaky, you know, second chance bid. You do have a center eligible player that I have heard you mention his name maybe six times this week in the office. At least, and at least a hundred times on this podcast. I'm excited <laughs> that I can actually like it's the, the hype is now legit. Jarrett Allen for the Brooklyn Nets. He got moved in the starting lineup earlier this week. And he's starting to he's starting to show some of that productivity. Sixteen and twelve against Six, the Sixers. You know it with a couple blocks, and he scored he scored in double digits five straight games, double digit rebounds in two of those. We know that he can block shots. Um, he's sweet not hairstyle. Yep, sweet hairstyle. Sweet fro. His field goal percentage <laughs> is going to be high because all he does is, is bunnies. You know, he dunks and layups. That's it. Um, I like I like his upside, and and it's pretty clear. I'm glad the Tyler Zeller experiment in Brooklyn's done for. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's telling it's telling how high the Nets are on Allen that they went with him in the starting lineup over Okafor. So I think Allen's yeah. Allen's yeah. the big man to own um, for the Nets moving forward. I completely agree. We've been teasing it all season. He's definitely somebody that we've had in our back pocket. We knew this would happen at some point, given where the Nets are um, in their you know turnover years, if you will. And um, yeah, I, I think if you've if you've kept him this long, kudos to you. Otherwise, you need to go out there and spend a little bit of your fab to get him this weekend. And he is similar to Bobby Portis in that even if he only plays twenty four or twenty five minutes, he can put up decent stats. All right, I'm not happy to. Lots finish with this team but i do feel like it's necessary to spend a little bit of time ken talked about it earlier in the podcast the memphis grizzlies they got a lot going on here um hashtag free marcus all get him get him out of memphis if you can (laughs) even if he stays in memphis there's still waiver wire target targets abound are they good waiver wire targets not really but this is a fantasy basketball podcast, and we got to talk about the most injury-riddled team in the NBA. Shannon, is there just one player, one player that you're going to toss more than $1 of fab on this weekend who plays for Memphis? 
it's tough. And I, I'd say most of these guys are for deeper leagues. Like, I don't know that I would be targeting them in many 10 or 12 team leagues. Those have to be really deep rosters if I do. Um, before He didn't play well last night, but Wayne Selden, Wayne Selden Jr. had a couple big games already this week. He scored 17 and 24 points on back-to-back games. He can hit threes. He'll get you a couple, a couple assists, maybe get a steal. I'm not a big fan of his, but with Tyreek Evans going out, I mean, this dude's played 30-plus minutes three games in a row, so I think he's worth a look. I thought you were going to go Dylan Brooks. I mean, none of them are flashy, but I thought Brooks also draining threes, similar role. Uh, Also seeing 30-plus minutes. You like Selden better? I do like Selden better because Brooks is basically, and Brooks has been very, very good recently. He's got double-digit points in like eight of the last nine games. Um, but we've seen him play he- a heavy workload all season, and he hasn't been that great. Yeah. I, he's he's decent. He's worth the pickup. I just think I like what I've seen from Selden in the short term. Uh, but Dylan Brooks, Selden Jr., or Andrew Harrison, I, I think those are the three. It's just determining which one you believe in more. Well, let's be honest with ourselves, gentlemen. It looks like Tyreek Evans will not play before the trade deadline because he's expected to be trade which means that you don't have to pick between those three. There's going to be enough playing time for all three of them to go around where you know it's, it's not unrealistic to think that you could roster Selden and Dylan Brooks and get value out of both of those guys for the final two and a half months of the season. All right, fellas, let's let Ken give us his crazy old man rant. Uh, today's rant is about phlegm. I have been filled with phlegm for over a week. As DJ mentioned I was visiting L.A. last week on vacation, forced me to miss the pod. Uh, and uh, my brother has a three-year-old toddler who three times a week visits a pet- Petri dish known as uh, preschool. <laughs> he came home with some disease. We all caught it. Three hours after I left, he apparently power vomited right into my sister-in-law's ear. Uh, I've been uh, chugging NyQuil like it's fruit punch the last eight days. So I hate phlegm. I hate colds. I'm tired of this. I'm cranky. And I'm going to complain on the pod because my wife does not want to hear me talk about it anymore. I, I feel your pain, Ken. I was, I was sick when I arrived in Los Angeles. Felt it coming on the day before. And I've been sick ever since. Uh, I've basically Come been on, guys. No, I've basically been sick since, since my child was born. There's nothing to do about it. My, my wife, Don't do it, DJ. Don't have kids. No, nah, she, go, she goes to like kids club at, at okay. the gym with, with a bunch of other little kids almost every single day. Okay. Uh, my, my daughter and my wife are both laying on the couch today. They both have fevers. Like mm. it's, it's, like this, it's been like this for 18 months. It's nonstop. So what if I told you that I just don't really get sick? I just don't get sick anymore. Wait I don't until know. you have a kid. I know. Oh, I'm kind of feeling like that might happen to don't me. Reproduce. I don't know. I just don't really don't get sick anymore. Uh, you know what I don't get sick of is playing DraftKings. So let's talk about our Friday DraftKings picks. Um, the slate doesn't necessarily open itself up to any obvious, <coughs> obvious targets. If I'm just kind of casually glancing over it, it's not like we have a massive player already ruled out for tonight. And I make sure I don't want to put my foot in my mouth. So I want to look over this really quick. Yeah, I'm not really seeing like a Russell Westbrook out, and obviously you need oh, to go. Giannis. So, well, Giannis is the one. That's so, right. That's right. So, yeah, go ahead. Let's start there. I, I mean, with you've got Giannis out, or possibly out. Giannis is questionable. Brogdon, it seemed like a foregone conclusion that he's going to be out. Bledsoe is questionable. Who does that leave? Chris Middleton. 
Chris, you know, Jabari Parker's returning, but he's only going to play what, like 12 to 15 minutes. He's not going to play much. So, so Middleton's the guy who I really love to target tonight. He's $7,300, um, on DraftKings. He hasn't played against the Knicks yet. Uh, so I can't, I can't go to a, a previous matchup this year, but, but Middleton's been, he's been great lately. Like I said, when Giannis was out last week, he had a 60 point and a 50 point outing. And, and even the past two games, he's topped 40 points with Gian, playing alongside Giannis. So give me Chris Middleton all day long. Jabari Parker's only expected to see about 15 minutes tonight. You know, he can shoot as many times as he wants in 15 minutes. It's just not quite enough time to give him enough value on on tonight's DraftKings slate. And you're right. And if you look at the guys prone to stepping up, like saying, I got this, guys. Give me the ball in my hands. It's only Chris Middleton, and it's pretty much nobody else. Um, If Jason Terry were playing, then I would say maybe him, honestly, would be worth a play because he he has that type of mentality and personality. Um, so if he comes back from personal reasons, which is why he missed Thursday's game, then I might actually run him out there. If You are crazy. If, if Brogdon's going to be out, if Bledsoe's going to be out, and Giannis is going to be out, there's like nobody else on that team that I even you know think would be willing to take shots because Tony Snell's not just going to jack up a bunch of shots run suddenly. John Henson's not going to. They're just not that type of player. There's no way that the 87-year-old Jason Terry can play more than like 25 minutes. So I just don't buy it. It's tough. He'll just, his limbs will just fall off. Sterling Brown, uh, rookie Sterling Brown would be another option. Is cer- certainly, if, if we're talking about all these guys missing, do I like Sterling Brown as an as a NBA player? Not, not necessarily. Still need to see some more from him. But that's just how devoid the roster could potentially be tonight. Um, Ken, who are you looking out at? At outside of the Bucks tonight for DraftKings. Yeah, I'll go cheap. Um, I got two cheapies. I like Courtney Lee uh, because of the lineup issues in Milwaukee and the fact that that they're playing the second of a back-to-back. He's only forty-nine hundred. I mean, he's just so cheap. He's pretty consistent. Twenty-five points uh, all season, as well as over the last ten games. So at forty-nine hundred, I like the value in Courtney Lee. And then I'm going to repeat a name from earlier on the pod. Jared Allen's only forty-six hundred now starting. Coming off that 16-12 and 12 game against Philadelphia, um, playing the Lakers, who have been okay against centers, but uh, I like Allen's upside, at, especially at 4,600. No, he's he's a solid play, and I've got him in all my lineups, so so I totally I get the appeal there. Um, you know, some other guys to consider. I like Devin Booker because he dropped down to 7,600. Um, matchup against Utah. It's at home, and I know Utah's kind of known uh, for their defense, but at the same time, I mean, I just saw a bunch of a bunch of big men and star players put up monster lines against Utah in the past couple of weeks. I mean, Andre Andre Drum, Drummond had like what twenty four and twenty one against against yeah, Gobert like eighty fantasy points. like it was insane. And and do we need to start talking about Gobert and and is he overrated on defense? Is he still hampered by the injury that? The sideline him for so long? I don't know, but he certainly doesn't look that that impressive on the defense side of the ball. Right when he came back from that injury, the first game against the Knicks on January 19th, he played 30 minutes, which is just like almost unheard of in today's NBA to miss, let's see, a month of action, a solid month of action, and then just be tossed back into a full role. Like, I, I don't want to question the Utah Jazz training staff by any means, but that's just so atypical from where the NBA has trended. It doesn't make any sense to me that, yeah, maybe he is still dealing with an injury. I mean, he, like 88 fantasy points is what Drummond dropped on him the other day. So that's, that's certainly plausible. Anybody else here, Shannon, that you'd like to touch on before we get out of here? 
Vela Tunis has been on an absolute tear. We need to talk about him more. DJ DJ hates it when I bring him up. Um, but but this guy, he's just been he's been awesome for the past two weeks. You know, he's got a sixty point game outing and and it wasn't just a flash to the pan because he's been he's been thirty, thirty-six, thirty, uh, right around that game, forty-five the game before that. So he's been really good for the past four or five games, and I look for that to continue against Portland. Valentunas is a swear word. <laughs> on this podcast, <laughs> those are fighting words. Um, Ken, any any lasting impressions of tonight's slate that you'd like to instill on our listeners before you get us out of here? Well, when in doubt, you know, look to the Brooklyn game. So there, I think there's value with Clarkson against Brooklyn. Sure. It's a 6,500. Uh, Randall is going to keep getting monster minutes lately against Brooklyn, 6,700. So. Uh, that, that's where I'll end things. Uh, gentlemen, time to beat me up for my mispronounced names. Oh, that's right. I, I completely forgot. Uh, not so bad. I, you gave Antetokounmpo a try. I don't, e- I don't even remember what it was. I thought I was you, close. That was eh, pretty good. It was a little bit off. Antetokounmpo. It, you, it, you said, you said it, it like Campo or something. It, it, it's weird. You said it, and it wasn't right. And DJ and I kind of gave each other those side eyes. <laughs> that's Dude, just always say Giannis. Always Greek, oh, Greek, the, yeah, the yeah. alphabet, any any of those. Um, yeah, yeah. The the most obvious one, Ken, today was you called Andre Drummond Andre Drummer instead of Drummond. No, that's the cold. Oh, but that's I think a cool that's one. the cold. I kind of like that one. Maybe I, we'll use that moving forward. Can we just say? Uh, can we talk about the cockroach for a bit so I can get that get that back in? I can't uh, believe I missed uh, that. TJ I'm still McConnell. beating myself up. I know. I can't. I'm still beating myself up for missing that two weeks ago. His, that nickname will get even cooler if he if he plays until like he's like thirty five or something, and he's right. you know just right. coming off the bench for two minutes here and there. Right. Well, I apologize to the Drummond family, though. I think it's the cold. <laughs> I don't think I said drummer, but uh, could be. And I'll listen to the tape, and DJ's probably right. All right, gentlemen. Well, that was a wonderful pod. We're going to leave today with yet another quote from Charles Barkley, and there's a reason. Here's the quote from Barkley: If you are afraid of failure. You don't deserve to be successful. That is so true, Chucky. And it's a good time to mention that for a second year in a row, uh, wonderful listeners, this podcast has been nominated as a finalist by the Fantasy Sports Writers Association as the best fantasy podcast in all, for all or multiple sports. Kudos to Nick, James, DJ, and Shannon. We won it last year. Fingers crossed to win it again this year. Attention, passengers. This three-car fantasy train has hit the end of the line. (laughs) Sick. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing. But you know better, and your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over 3 million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not ready hour foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.